Green Visions, Green Ideas. In today's episode, we talk about the impact of our eating habits on the environment and living on Earth. We highlight a way to secure a sustainable production and consumption. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our new episode. Let's talk about food. Today on the microphone is Katharina, and I have a colleague of mine, Frederick Gottlieb. He's also working for Tech Innovation, and we will discuss a little bit the food today. Hello, Frederick. Hello, Katharina. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. I'm glad you are with us today. There are many studies lately, lately around food and agriculture in the light of climate change. And agriculture and our eating habits account about uh, 30% of global greenhouse gas emissions. No doubt it is very important to have a close look on it and maybe to change our habits. We named one study in our podcast on rethinking food that was in episode nine which set the focus on eating habits and wants to find out how we can transform. There are constantly reports on agriculture and food, and a very remarkable one is one from the Eat Lancet commissions. There have been many science articles afterwards on their findings, and that was published in 2019. The Lancet is a very famous journal. About 36 scientists contributed to this study. And I was so lucky to see a very good presentation that is available on the net from Concito, Denmark's think tank. They invited some people from this commission to give a talk. And um, we add the, the reference as usual at the end of the podcast. So you can follow it if you like. To summarize, we need to change. All of us, industrialized countries should eat less in general, and in most African countries, people should eat more. And almost all of us should change our habits, which is probably very difficult, as we heard already in the previous episode. There are roughly 2 billion people that have some form of malnutrition, and at the same time, about 2 billion people are overweight or obese. The report suggests an average intake of only two and a half thousand calories per person and day. That's on average. Frederick, do you think you can force people to stay within this limit? Well, no, no, Katarina, of course. I, I, I don't think um, actually in any way that we can, can force people to, to make these kind of changes, stay within in, in the limits, un, unless we will, for example, experience a major crisis such as war or, or natural disaster. Or, for example, if you look at the, the current situation in, in Denmark right now, where uh, you by legislation have to to put down all the minks that doesn't relate to food, but imagine it was it was uh, cows or chickens, for example. But uh, what I think we can do is is uh, is to nudge people uh, or offer better alternatives, such as starting a business or another movement, movement, for example, which will have an effect uh, that is much greater than than ourselves. So, so that's what I think we we can do to 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 change habits. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I think it's also probably not necessary to force them and say you, you do not, you're not allowed to eat this or that, but rather to give them a better choice and make them, yeah, nudge them to, to change their way of living. 
Um, I will just briefly mention a few other facts. It is not only the carbon footprint that our diet brings into the extreme, also the land system change, nitrogen cycling, phosphorus cycling and biodiversity loss and fresh water usage is high. In the Eat Lancet report, the scientists rose the question, what is a healthy diet? And then they tried to figure out what is a sustainable diet. On that um, a sustainable diet that will uh, allow us to stay within the boundaries of our planet. And the good thing about it is that the people found the solution. The scientists found a diet that accounts for both healthy, sustainable, and also is able to feed 10 billion people on Earth. But we will also need to have our waste and change our production. And then we will really have a sustainable diet. And yes, what does it meet, mean for our diet? Yes, I bet you know. Less meat, more vegetables and nuts and legumes and less sugar. Was that in your mind? <laughs> I guess you have a good gut feeling about it. Going back about few 10 years, uh, meat was something people had once a week. We need to find new ways to make the consumption of vegetables also convenient. So it will adjust to our daily living nowadays where people are busy with their work and don't want to spend too much money on preparing a dish. Um, it should not take longer to prepare vegetables compared to meat. So um, yeah, maybe this will change as well, but we don't know. What do you think, Frederick? Uh, yeah, well, well, my perspective is that um, that, that that making these uh, changes um, they can only come, I think. Uh, but this is my personal belief, of course. Uh, but I think uh, that 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 it can only come if consumers are, are offered similar or or even more attractive alternatives in in forms of uh, of vegetables. Uh, and I think traditionally, uh, vegetarian food has has been considered uh, a bit a bit boring. Um, uh, and, and, and I think has maybe gotten sort of a, a, a bad name. But I think new movements are also starting to, to arise, which actually uh, offers you, uh, you would say, comfy vegetarian food. I think uh, something that has made a different in, difference in our family and has made us eat more vegetarian is actually uh, some uh, influencers in, in this movement who actually create uh, really, really uh, attractive and, and nice recipes where you don't compromise with with the the comfiness and, uh, and 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 the tastiness in the vegetarian food, so they don't necessarily uh, contain uh, less fat or are without cheese or, or these kind of things, but are actually a really strong combination um, combination of, of all the good things in in food. But I think it's it's important if you want to make change that you also then offer uh, something that is similar or, or even more attractive. Yeah, very good point, and I also see that. It is necessary to change in this way. It should be more convenient to eat good food and also attractive, of course. Um, and I believe in, in my concern is also the transportation factor. If we eat a lot of food from, from African countries, it, it might make sense in the future because there there's a lot of production over there. But on the other hand, right now, the transportation of this food is has very long ways and contributes to our greenhouse gases. So at the moment, it seems to me more logic to take local food and, and uh, with less long ways for the production and transportation. 
Well, the, the good thing about changing our diet is that you can start right away and, and everything, everybody can start right away. I'm uh, sure that you have an idea for change, but uh, let's, let's have a look also what the, the Lancet Commission actually recommended to do. They published a table with some, um, yeah, with their recommendations on whole grain, on fruit and vegetables, legumes, nuts, and what you're supposed to eat. I will not now go into all the details, but I could see that the Danes, in comparison to what the recommendation is from the Lancet Commission, that it uh, that the Danes are very good in eating uh, vegetables and fruit, actually. Um, this seems to be fine, but but of course, uh, the meat part is like for all Europeans, probably it's too high and dairy products a bit too high. Do you have, uh, Frederick, you are a Dane. How do you think about it? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Katarina. Well, I, I think uh, well, I think it's very representative, of course, of, of Danes when you look at the, the consumption. And, and, and I also uh, see myself in it. But what, what I think is, is interesting is that it is a, a table that, that that gives you uh, a nice balance between um, the the recommended intake of, uh, of of different foods compared to the food uh, the the green footprint uh, that you will actually have when when eating the the different foods. Um, and then, of course, I, uh, I I notice in the table that uh, that people like to to eat meat. Uh, so, for example, just to bring up an example. Uh, the, the table suggests that you should only eat uh, seven grams of uh, beef and, and lamb, or also also pig, a day. Uh, but Danes per actually person eat, a day, yes, actually per person per day actually, and and uh, Danes actually eat thirty eight grams of beef or lamb uh, per day, for example. So I think it's important also to notice in the table that people like to eat meat when talking about change, actually, and that's maybe also a perspective we can can talk about uh, a little later. What I also uh, find interesting is uh, when you talk about uh, uh, whole grain, that the table suggested 232 uh, grams of whole grain per day, and, and Denmark is, is actually the, the rupel country. So I would maybe uh, uh, expect that the Danes would actually meet this, but uh, apparently it seems that the Danes only eat uh, uh, 63 uh, grams of, uh, of whole grain, such as the, the black uh, rupel that, that, that we Danes, we, we like to eat. Um, so, so that's maybe something that's uh, worth to consider. Uh, yeah, on. I think in the, in the past, really, this has changed. And uh, maybe um, 10 years ago, this was a lot better. And I guess uh, that's uh, something we could easily change back again, because the, the habits were there. Why shouldn't they come back again? So making it more emphasis on advertising this positively, then uh, it could change the habits again. Um, yeah, I also think a, a very good contribution that everybody can do right away is to, to drink water from the tap. That's actually also in this recommendations from the commission. Um, drinking tap water and sticking to drinking water in general, that would be a, a very important contribution. Frederik, how are you towards drinking water? What are your feelings? Well, well. I would say personally, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of drinking tap water. I think it's uh, it's boring. Uh, but nonetheless, we, we actually do uh, drink quite a lot of, of tap water in my home. And I think um, also several Danes are. Uh, and that's uh, and maybe also wider, but I, may, I mainly know uh, no Danes. So that's what I refer to. Uh, but, but we are very fond of using a soda stream in my home. 
uh, you know, the, the machine that, uh, that puts bubbles in the, in the water. Uh, and, and I think that actually makes us uh, use uh, quite a lot of, uh, of tap water, actually. I'm not sure about the footprint because we, we have to exchange these uh, gas containers uh, quite often. But again, it's, it's in, as you could say, in a, in a sustainable flow, but they are rather expensive. But, but it actually uh, it makes us uh, drink quite a lot of, of tap water. Most of the direct tap water I drink is, is with, with gas from, from a soda stream. I think it is really a good idea to do this if it really makes you use tap water more because then you save all the transportation uh, from drinking other soft drinks and you also save all this transportation that it brings them to the shops and you yourself have an easier life. Uh, you don't have to transport the boxes back home. So it is uh, really, and it saves a lot of money in the end, I mean, compared to drinking soda drinks, uh, other soft drinks from the shop. Yeah, I, I, I haven't made the calculation of, of how much it actually costs us to, uh, to, to, to exchange these uh, <laughs> gas containers, for example. But but in general, I think it's still yeah. cheaper than uh, than, yes. than buying boxes of, uh, uh, of, of water with gas, for example. Well, in, in my case, I'm quite a coffee drinker. I love coffee and I celebrate this, but uh, I found lately that it's possible also to change this habit as coffee also has quite a big footprint and it's uh, not so good for the environment to drink a lot of it. Um, maybe I should move away from it at all, but I can't do this right now. But an alternative and on the way to getting to try other things, I tried um Caffeine made, it, it's not a coffee, it is something else actually. You can get alternatives. Um, it's lupine coffee that I tried, and it's similar to coffee, it's tasty also. It has these um, roasty uh, flavors in it, so it really counts as an alternative, I would say. I wouldn't substitute my coffee at all with this, but. Uh, you can, if you do a bit like this, and maybe you cannot tolerate coffee so good, but you like it, then it's a good alternative, and this will also help the environment. I think we have to to think a lot more about such kind of um, alternatives. Yeah, sure, Katarina. Um, uh, one, one example that I think is uh, is important to uh, to notice when you talk about sustainable foods or also sustainability in in general is to, to, to look at initiatives, companies, uh, organizations who aim to, to create a, a bigger impact and influence uh, a lot of people. And I think within food, uh, it's quite interesting also to look at uh, meat alternatives. So when you look at the table, uh, the Lancet table that we discussed earlier, uh, we notice that people like to eat meat. So I think it's also important to, uh, to look at companies who take the perspective and say, well, how can we actually make uh, make it more sustainable to produce meat and and one company that is worth to mention is the the, the startup uh, impossible foods who actually have the mission to to create um, burgers that are not made from meat but are completely identical to uh, to meat and this is actually uh, they are already quite big in in the US and you can buy their burgers at, uh, at Burger King for example you could say this is a bit controversial but on the other hand, maybe this is actually what it takes to, to create a, a larger impact. So I think this is something that, that is also worth considering when, um, uh, when talking about sustainable foods. Good. Thank you, Frederik. Then I would say we finish up our podcast for today. Thank you for listening and hope you are with us again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.